This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 12.03, Friday afternoon, December 8th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. There's optimism surrounding downtown Chicago's recovery from the pandemic. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the government jobs report for November is out. It shows that payrolls continue to expand. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern in Chicago. Rick, thank you for joining us today. Uh, As you heard in the business report, payrolls jumping 199,000 in November in the initial uh, household survey, unemployment falling to 3.7%. The average uh, new jobs growth rate, uh, about 150,000 new jobs per month. And uh, for the first time since the 1960s, Rick, uh, we have gone nearly two years uh, with the unemployment rate below 4%. So this is a historically good job market. But what does this look like on the ground? What does this look like in practice, Rick, uh, in the HR suite? What does it look like right now for someone who's hiring or looking for a job? That's a great question. So if you look at the demographics of the U.S. population, we still have this sort of negative, uh, negative population growth. And a lot of people who have sunsetted out of their jobs for various reasons, whether it was COVID, age, uh, et cetera, et cetera, relocation. So we have this situation where even though the uh, in Illinois, particularly, which is like the fourth lowest, I think, or fourth highest unemployment number, we still have a huge demand. And when you look at what companies and, and the, the business world pays attention to, most of the things that we make as stories now are reality about six months from now. So six, six months ago, companies were still desperate for talent, and they are still desperate for talent. They still have plenty of voids and vacuums they have to fill. And a lot of those opportunities are at more senior levels than they might be in a normal job market because so many talented people with experience are leaving. So that's good news in some ways, even though we're in a market that is probably less likely to have more opportunities than other parts of the market. There were a lot of participants in the Great Recession uh, of 21 and 22 and into 23. A lot of people crossing the street, a lot of people looking for greener pastures, better pay, uh, better work-life balance, uh, more opportunities to work from home. Are you still able to get a lot of the benefits that you were able to command at, at the end of 2021 and early 2022? Is that largely, uh, has that, has that largely drifted out to sea? I think that continues to be an area that companies squeeze. <clears throat> you know, the, the company's natural inclination is to try and maximize their profitability. And, and one of the ways that you do that is, is, is you reduce your costs. And the, the costs of health care and the costs of benefits – are critical on two uh, two ways. One, it's the way you attract and retain talent, but two, it's also a place 
where you, there's a lot of potential wasted um, money spent on programs and services that nobody's really interested in. So the real, the real calculus for effective companies, whether they're big or small, is what are the people that work for me who are, or who I would want to work for me, what do they care about? What really matters to them? And can I offer that as opposed to offering something that, for lack of a better example, the, the, the executive team all would love to have this perk, but nobody in the company other than them cares about it. So you're only putting it through for the top of the house. I was going to say very quickly, though, if you are thinking about uh, uh, crossing the street or uh, jumping from one job to another, are your chances uh, as good today as they were 18 months ago? On an individual basis, yes. Statistically, no. I mean, the, the problem, you know, unemployment is, is, a, is a binary event. You either don't have a job or you do. So if you're unemployed, you're 100% unemployed. And so what I would say to anybody is regardless of market, there are opportunities out there for you, but you're going to have to be very proactive about finding them. Now, you talk about the general population and opportunities. Those are fewer, but if you're looking at those, you're just putting yourself in a pool with a bunch of other people competing. You're not going to change the dynamic of whether you find a job or not. Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Downtown Chicago has taken a big hit from the COVID crisis and has seen significant changes as it makes its way back from tough times. Joining us now for an update is Michael Edwards, president and CEO of the Chicago Loop Alliance. Michael, thank you for joining us today. And the uh, Chicago Loop is uh, continuing to recover slowly from the uh, COVID shutdowns of nearly four years ago. And there are some days, Michael, where just anecdotally walking down the street, especially on a summer Friday, Friday, it looks like 2019. And then there are some days you go, oh, yeah, a lot of people are still working from home. Well, I would beg to differ. Um, I think downtown's doing pretty well on all days. Uh, there's certainly more people working uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But in terms of the visitor tra- uh, traffic, Rob, we're getting it every day of the week and on weekends. So people are using downtown in a different way. Uh, if there's a show, there's a lot of people downtown. The restaurants are full. Now, I'm sure uh, just like a lot of other entities in America this summer, uh, I'm, I'm guessing uh, downtown Chicago benefited greatly from both uh, Taylor Swift and Beyonce and from NASCAR. Yeah, absolutely. Those big events are key uh, to uh, the uh, kind of a bridge between what was downtown and what downtown is going to be. That was happening in lots of markets across the country. We're pleased that we had them here in the loop. Now, the office occupancy rate is uh, around uh, 50%, which is uh, higher than the national average. But it seems like uh, downtown Chicago's situation is different because uh, a funny thing happened uh, due to COVID-19, and that is uh, uh, downtown Chicago became a pretty uh, a residential neighborhood with explosive growth during that time. Absolutely. It's off the charts right now. Um, it's, uh, it's better than it was. Residential development's better than it was uh, prior to the pandemic. And uh, there's 45,000 people that live in the loop and maybe just slightly into the south loop a bit. Um, and and that's, there's a lot of economic power in those, those individuals. They spend about $440 million a year uh, in the loop, but there's about a $900 million a year that they're spending outside the loop. So it seems like there's a disconnect between the services and the stores that we have in the loop and what people need. 
And then just the average everyday activity uh, in downtown Chicago, the Loop, now that it is a residential neighborhood, how does that differ to, let's say, 30 years ago or 40 years ago? Because I remember talking to a a radio colleague of mine, and he was talking about leaving uh, a job in downtown Chicago in the mid-'80s, and he said back then you could land a 747 on Michigan Avenue after dark and no one would notice. That's not the case today. Uh, That's absolutely not the case. Downtown is alive and, uh, and happening into the evening. And that was really something that was really accelerated with the pandemic. And I think at, at, at some point, people are tired of working from home and being at home. They want a different environment. And so they're coming downtown in the, into the evening and certainly over the weekends. We're talking to Michael Edwards, president and CEO of the Chicago Loop Alliance, with this new uh, residential potential uh, for downtown Chicago that uh, is being realized. Um, When we talk about office occupancy rates at 50 percent, does that mean that uh, residential conversions are a uh, present a a lucrative opportunity to uh, real estate developers trying to repurpose some of these office buildings? Well, I think there's an opportunity there. I think you're the development community might not agree that they're going to be lucrative. It's very expensive to convert those uh, office buildings, especially sort of the mid-century ones, 1980 through 1995, those kind of buildings. They were just designed to be offices. It's really hard to convert them affordably into residential units. But I think there's a, a number of really talented developers in the Chicago market that will try and probably succeed. And then uh, very quickly, Michael, uh, does the possibility exist that uh, uh, some businesses that might have been priced out of downtown Chicago could not afford a downtown office and address in the pre-pandemic time uh, could take advantage of some deals and, 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 and move downtown now? Uh, you bet. You bet. Our, our lease rate in the core, in the, in the loop itself, is actually lower than it is in some of the surrounding neighborhoods. Michael Edwards, president and CEO of the Chicago Loop Alliance. Thank you for joining us today with this uh, status report on downtown Chicago. Coming up next, using the snowball strategy to get out of debt. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. One method to get out of debt is what's called the snowball strategy. Let's learn about it from Mark Horner, wealth advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton. Mark, thank you for joining us today. It seems like the uh, the the, the general uh, thrust of the uh, of, of, of that strategy is to uh, just make it easier on yourself. Do the small stuff first. Absolutely. And for those engineers that are listening to this conversation, I'm going to warn you, you're not going to like this logic, but, but, uh, but this can't, this can work. So the snowball method is basically organizing your debts, not by the interest rate that's being charged, but by the balance. And then, and then trying to pay off the smallest balances first with the idea that as you, as you check those things off your list and, and pay off those debts, and then clo- if it's a credit card, and then close the credit card, that's an important uh, next step, that, that, that that's going to uh, generate a feeling of accomplishment and, and build momentum to keep at it. And so, uh, and so neither are right or wrong. You can, you can certainly take a more engineer approach and look at the higher uh, interest rate debts first and, and, and tick those off. I think the the, the bottom line for either of those strategies is, is getting something that you can stick with uh, to reach that goal of, of reducing the amount of debt that you've got. And it seems like it just provides a psychological uh, psychological lift that uh, if you tackle, even if it's the smallest debt, even if you tackle one or two, uh, you feel like you're accomplishing something and you want to keep going. That's exactly what it is. And I think it's similar for any of us that have 
uh, wanted to, to lose a few pounds during the course of our lifetime. When you hop on the scale in the morning and you see that weight coming down a little, even if it's just by a couple of pounds, that's encouraging. And, and, that, and seeing, seeing that uh, accomplishment, uh, making progress towards your goal, uh, spurs you on to, to really to, to try and uh, do more of it. So that, that's, the, that's the idea behind the snowball method of debt reduction. And then, Mark, uh, you know, uh, using that uh, weight loss analogy, especially as we are approaching the end of the year, uh, when you have conversations with clients, do you find that uh, a lot of the, a lot of people are are calling you about debt reduction strategies because that is their New Year's resolution, much like trying to lose weight? Well, so as we're talking right now, we're I think generally in more of the debt accumulation zone of the calendar as we're moving towards the the end of the year and who wants to ruin the holidays by talking about debt reduction at the beginning of December. But that is, so I would say, no, that's not a, that's not an all that common topic at the moment, but it becomes a very common topic in the new year. And so get through the holidays and enjoy your time with family in moderation, of course. But then as the new year rolls around thinking about, Getting the financial house back in order, that is a very common conversation. And then very quickly, Mark, when we talk about uh, tackling debt, I mean, is the most common form uh, people who are just carrying uh, big credit card balances, or are there other forms of debt uh, that can just uh, turn out to be a real hassle that you have to tackle? Oh, no. So student loans, that's going to be a big one for younger people. Uh, thankfully, the, uh, most people that have got home debt have refinanced that over the the last few years when interest rates were so low, but no student loan debt, credit card debt, those are going to be the, those are going to be the, uh, the, the big categories of debt that people are looking to get rid of as best they can. And again, on that credit card topic, once you pay off the, once you pay off that credit card, important to close that account and, and cut it up. So back to the food analogy, when we're trying to lose weight, it's important to remove temptation. So don't stock the covers with potato chips and ice cream get that credit card out of your pocket once it's paid off. Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton. Thank you for joining us today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Chicago's news traffic and weather station. News Radio 1059. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A fire on the north side sends a young man to the hospital. Hanukkah celebrations are muted as the Israel Hamas war continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, building a business based on promoting individual empowerment. And if you're looking for a different holiday gift, you might want to consider a share of stock. WBBM Business. The markets are higher right now. The Dow up 92 points. The NASDAQ up 41. The S&P 500 is up 11. We have 54 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies going up to 57 today. It's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour. A 24-year-old man is being treated for injuries suffered during an apartment fire on the north side this morning. Flames were contained to a single unit on the ninth floor of a building on Sheridan and Wellington. A preliminary investigation indicates the cause was likely an unattended candle. The families of hostages being held by Hamas joined together in Tel Aviv last night, the first night of Hanukkah, to light a menorah with 138 branches. That's one for each of their missing loved ones. CBS News correspondent Rami Innocencio spoke with a relative of one of the captives. For Abion and her family, this year's Festival of Lights is a mix of emotions. You have had family killed. You've had family set free. You still have family held hostage. Many Jewish Americans are wondering whether to put the menorah in their windows or whether to take them down. I say to every American, put a menorah in your window. We stood, Jews stood, with gays, with people of color, with women for each of their fights. And it's time to stand with us now. In Gaza today, the Israeli military has designated a small slice of land along the Strip's Mediterranean coast as a safe zone for Palestinians. Markets are higher. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Ryan Dietrich, chief marketing strategist with the Carson Group in Omaha, Nebraska. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. And of course, uh, let's break down this jobs report for the month of November, 199,000 new jobs in November, at least according to the initial household survey. We're looking at average uh, an average uh, uh, rate in the last uh, three months of 150 new jobs uh, per month. How does this fit into the overall fight against inflation? Yeah, Rob, thanks for having me back. I mean, the bottom line is this, right? Our economy continues to grow and continues to surprise the upside, honestly. But what was impressive about this is, you know, <laughs> 3.7% was the unemployment rate. It hopped up to 39 and that was the highest we'd seen in a while. So everyone was a little worried about that. Now, remember, we had different strikes and things last month. So the good news, again, is the economy is growing. The unemployment rate continues to come down. And then when you peel back the onion, there's things like wage growth in, in, in there. That wasn't overly concerning either. And there are other parts of inflation, we don't need to get into it now, but that are drastically coming back down. So to put a bow on it, it says the Fed is probably done hiking, and we could even see some Fed cuts by the middle of next year. And the uh, initial market reaction seemed like uh, they didn't like it. Um, and I can imagine why, uh, because there were a lot of bets this past week uh, by investors uh, on the idea that the Fed would start cutting rates sooner rather than later. And a report like this kind of lends credence to that higher for longer strategy. Yeah, and that's one. That's a great point because there are some people who are saying the Fed might cut in March. We think it's a little too soon. Like I said, the question before, it's probably more the middle of next year. 
but let's just be very clear here. I mean, you know, this is a good thing. I mean, this is like good news is good news. We, we made 5 million jobs last year. We've made about 2.6 million more jobs this year. Um, th- there are still just some real reasons to think that the, the market's going to do okay, the economy's going to do okay. And like you said, maybe this morning a little indigestion. But as we speak now, you know, yields are up a little bit today. But, hey, markets are up a little bit. Look at transports. Look at small caps. Look at the more cyclical areas of the market. Those are leading today. So all in all, I think the market's taking this uh, fairly optimistically. It, it, yeah, you get, you, it's, we can get very myopic in terms of, of looking at uh, jobs reports and wage growth and other um, data points in the context of what does this mean for inflation? What does this mean uh, for interest rates? Uh, will this result in a interest rate hike or them being held higher for longer or cutting them. But Ryan, you and I both remember 2008 and remember the just anemic job growth that continued for a decade uh, after uh, February, after after 2008, when 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 the economy was uh, apocalyptic. And so looking at these numbers and the wage growth and, and just the consistent growth in payrolls, it's a lot better than things were 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, I'm not sure if a lot better is the way to put it. A lot better times a thousand, maybe, is the way to put it. But but you're right, Rob. I mean, again, we've got the S&P up 20% for the year, like as we're talking, right? I mean, the economy is showing no signs of slowing down. There are some cracks, yes, but the consumer, which makes up two-thirds of the economy, is still out there spending. And we just talked about how we're still making 200,000 jobs a month here. So it's not perfect, but there really are some things. I mean, last thing, remember a year ago right now we were talking. Everyone was talking recession. Everyone was talking bear market. I think if you could go back in your time, machine, you would take up 20% this year with an economy that's still moving. Whatever other worries or concerns are out there, but it's been a good one for investors, and we think good times are still coming. And then on the inflation front, I keep banging this particular drum, but yep. uh, there there are some signs that uh, there's some more air could be coming out of that balloon. Uh, the price of oil is down considerably. Gas prices are down. So uh, there are a lot of areas in which the consumer is going to see a little extra money. Well, exactly. And if you look at actually like car prices and shelter, that makes up more than half of core CPI, right? CPI, consumer price index, what's going on with prices. The bottom line there, used cars have come back drastically uh, the last six months or so. We finally last month, Rob, saw some cracks in shelter. So all the listeners need to know about this. The reason we had such high in shelter was because of car prices and because shelter was so high. They were stubborn. Those are starting to crack. So again, into next year, the likelihood that inflation continues to come back to earth, which is a good thing. That's what the Fed cares about, meaning the Fed could cut some rates. What could that mean? Lower mortgage rates, lower credit card rates, lower rates across the board. It's been a tough go of things, but there could, again, be some better times coming. Ryan Dietrich, Chief Marketing Strategist with the Carson Group in Omaha, Nebraska. Thank you for joining us today. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday, and this afternoon we're putting the spotlight on the owner of a Chicago business that helps promote personal growth and self-discovery. Welcome in Jennifer Givens, founder and CEO of Aries Rising, located in the far south CDC marketplace at 115th and Halstead on the south side of Chicago. Jennifer, thank Thank you for joining us today. This business is about growth and self-discovery, but it sounds like, Jennifer, that you had to go through some personal growth and self-discovery just to get this business off the ground. So is this a way of paying it forward? Absolutely, Rob. It is a way of paying it forward. Um, I started my business out of a necessity. Um, and what I first thought would be uh, something where I was exploring helping individuals implement operations models um, during the pandemic because 
those businesses in underserved communities um, were not eligible for financial resources. And what I was finding is that many of us were suffering during the pandemic. And I said, aha, I had this moment. And that was the birth and beginning of me expanding my services to become a mixed media resident artist. And I said, I wanted to create a sustainable product where I could not only bring new beginnings and joy to people's lives, but also allow them to understand that anything, any circumstance in their life is only temporary. But if we write it down, we make it plain and we start to tell our own stories personally, then we can move beyond um, those roadblocks that we were having during the pandemic. Now, you were working in the corporate world, it sounds like, uh, before you went into this full time. Yes, sir, I was. So I actually uh, worked uh, at J.P. Morgan prior to starting my business for seven years. Um, I worked in the risk management and government and regulatory control space. And so um, I was an individual that loved the black and white, right? I love to figure out how things work, change management. And so I really wanted to make sure that people had that same infrastructure that I was able to come in and help them develop. And so when I became a mixed media resident artist, I started creating products that would allow them to um, map out where they were going. And so we like to do things so much on technology. But I said, let's go back to the beginning of, of using pen and paper and actually becoming our own personal sketch artist. The one thing I remember about the uh, early days of the pandemic where everything shut down, downtown Chicago was uh, virtually abandoned and just it was a strange time for everybody. And there was that just the danger of the disease hanging in the air. And it was very necessary if you had kind of a, a positive outlook on life, life to, to, to extend a helping hand to someone who was really having a hard time just processing uh all of this. It was a very anxious time. And when, when you started reaching out to people, I mean, first up, did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you? And what was the level of satisfaction you got from just kind of helping people through this very strange and tumultuous period? So it was very much so grassroots. I actually started reaching out to people. Um, my network started to share with individuals my products and services, and they would say, hey, we know someone that has this amazing product. We've never seen journals like this. We've never um, been offered services where they're combining the two elements together. And so I just started knocking on those virtual doors um, and engaging with people, being my personable, outgoing self and saying, hey, you know, I know you may be in a dark space right now, but let's start thinking about what's on on the horizon. And so I wanted people to start understanding that the circumstances that we were all in, we were all experiencing it together, but I wanted to individualize their, their experience. And so I just went grassroots and you know what, that's just the hardest way to start when you don't have a big platform to start from. But I got the most satisfaction because I was helping people in those same communities that I wanted to help when I first started my business. And then very quickly, what is a resin journal and how does that help somebody map out their life? Yes. So a resin is a component that is similar to, uh, let's say, acrylic and plastic. So when I say it's sustainable, it's sustainable and it's resealable. And so I create um, I create these pieces of artwork. Each journal is a piece of art. Um, so it's not going to look like something that you would get from your Target um, or even your local Burlington. Um, it is literally something that you would see on a canvas. And I put it in a journal um, on the journal cover for individuals. And so that is how I began to allow them to personalize their experience um, when they're creating those moments of just uh, self-reflection. 
Jennifer Givens, founder and CEO of Aries Rising. Find her at 115th and Halstead on the south side. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. As you look for a creative gift this holiday season, you may want to think about investing. We're joined by Aaron Clerici, director of GiveAShare.com, based in Gilbert, Arizona. Aaron, thank you for joining us today. How does one go about gifting a share of stock? Hey, Rob. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, We at GiveAShare make it really, really easy to give the gift of stock ownership for um, any holiday. Um, But if you just go to GiveAShare.com, you just it takes about a minute. You can choose from over 150 companies that we offer. Pay with your credit card, input the shareholder information, and we do the rest for you. So we go through, we work with the transfer agents to register the stock in the direct registration system directly with the transfer agent. The share or the recipient becomes a real shareholder in the company. And then they also get the real stock certificate um, if the company still issues real stock certificates or a cool replica to display. Um, and we also offer a lot of different uh, accessories and options, framing, um, and I'm a shareholder kit, um, and T-shirts and, and other um, items to really personalize the gift. I was going to say, uh, if you go on eBay, uh, a, a, a stock certificate of a defunct company is actually a pretty mm-hmm. uh, can, can be a pretty expensive collector's item, uh, depending on the business. And uh, how many businesses actually do issue uh, stock certificates these days? I'm guessing a, a lot of this is done online. Yeah, a lot of companies um, are moving away from from paper stock certificates. Probably our you know our biggest seller in year in and year out is is Disney. And back in 2013, they actually decided to go completely electronic, where they do not issue paper stock certificates. Um, so what we offer is we still can register your the shareholders um, as as real shareholders, but we offer a replica that looks very similar to um, the actual paper stock certificate. And then what happens is when these companies do um, stop issuing stock certificates, there there are many times coll- uh, collectible value of these um, certificates, as you mentioned. And on collector sites like uh, Stripopoly.com, they sell for big bucks. Um, I think a, a really good example is Pixar, which has Steve Jobs' signature on it. Um, that one can go for upwards of $500 um, on these sites. Um, and another one that we're kind of keeping a close eye on uh, um, that still issues real stock certificates is Berkshire Hathaway that has Warren Buffett's uh, signature on it, which has become a more popular stock recently with the passing of uh, Charlie Munger, the vice chairman of, of Berkshire Hathaway. As you mentioned, Disney is one of the 150 stocks that you could purchase at Give a Share and give it as a gift. Uh, what are some of the other companies uh, that, that you can uh, that, that you can potentially gift? Yeah, we have um, it really across all industries, Nike, um, we have Coca-Cola. One that's been really popular this year is the Atlanta Braves um, baseball team uh, because they were spun out from Liberty Media earlier this year. So that's been a big one. Um, Manchester United, the uh, football club in the UK, is a really popular one. Um, but we offer, you know, Tesla, uh, Virgin Galactic, um, you, can't, you name it, we have kind of the whole gamut of stocks, um, and you can check them out on our stock list at giveashare.com. And very quickly, uh, Green Bay Packers shareholder, yes or no? I personally am not. But um, but, but can, can you buy that on, on GiveAShare? 
you cannot. We do offer framing. So anybody that is a shareholder and has the paper stock certificate, we offer um, a customized uh, frame, mat, and plaque um, options that you can buy to nicely display your Green Bay Packers stock certificate. But we do not actually offer um, the real stock certificates anymore. Aaron Clarici, director of GiveAShare.com in Gilbert, Arizona. Thank you for joining us today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.